going on, everybody? Another edition of the 2023 version of the 30 to 1 MLB Countdown Team Previews. I'm John Pielli. Uh, posted this in some way, shape, or form, whether it's written out in a blog or discussed on my program, The Past Ball Show, over the past 12 years. Uh, if you're wondering where I come up with my predictions, I look at the Las Vegas over-unders, and I look at each team, per, try to project whether I think a team is going to be better or worse than can be expected. And then I have 30 different win totals. I rank them from 1 to 30, 1 being the most, 30 being the least, and then I start my previews starting with the team I think is going to have the worst record in baseball. The team I'm talking about today can't be that far off. They, I got them at number 29 in regards to win total for the 2023 season. That's the Colorado Rockies. Um, I look at this team, and they're in a little bit of a transition. Um, Nolan Arenado is traded a couple off seasons ago. Seems like he's pretty happy with the St. Louis Cardinals. And you wonder exactly what their plans are. I look at the Chris Bryant signing, which was a part of it that I like. But then I also am interested in, to, in trying to figure out what else is going to come with it. They've developed a couple good young players, Ryan McMahon, Brendan Rodgers in our infield. Of course, Rodgers with a, a, a habilitating injury that might cost him the rest of the season. Randall Grichuk is projected to be one of their starting outfielders, is not going to be ready for opening day as well. Recently, they signed Jerks and Profar. Um, at this moment, it's not official, but it looks like Profar will be joining the Rockies, and I'm going to do this prediction as if Profar is going to be part of the team. Obviously, Padres outfielder last year was a very influential part of a San Diego team that made it to the NLCS last season. And obviously, the desire if you're the Rockies is to get better. And, uh, you know, you try to look and see what they have coming on the farm. Shortstop Ezekiel Tovar is probably their top prospect overall. I project he's going to be their starting shortstop coming into this season. Um, he's got a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, and it's gonna, he's going to be a fun guy to watch. If you're in the Rockies and you're saying, hey, who could I kind of focus on? You know, I told you, you know, McMahon's kind of come into his own. Bryant, if he's healthy for a full season, should be able to put up ridiculous numbers playing his home game at mile high, obviously Coors Field. So if you look at the Rockies, what has bothered them over their history? A lot of it has to do with the altitude and the humidor and everything that they're they're trying to do to keep ridiculous offense in that ballpark. You want to have, be able to develop pitchers that can go out there and not give up five to seven runs just because the altitude is influential in regards to what what's you know what you're trying to keep down. You know, you pitchers are having a hard time going to Colorado, and this is. Not something new. You know, you're looking at Herman Marquez, Anthony Senzatella, pitchers that they've really invested in to expect to be part of their rotation for years to come. Kyle Freeland. I mean, these guys from year in to year out are going to have their numbers fluctuate, which is going to impact their value. Now, the goal is, if you're in the Rockies, you want to be able to have, I don't know, to be able to hold your own at home, maybe out-slug or bludgeon your opponent. I don't think from a lineup one through nine perspective, they really have that ability. Now listen, you know if you're looking at 
numbers maybe being inflated because of uh, the offense and playing your home games at Coors Field. Okay, I believe that. But remember, the other team's got to go out there and hit too. And if you're looking at the other four teams in the National League West Division, I like their offenses a lot better, one through nine, than the Colorado Rockies. Now, if Brian has a big season, if C.J. Crone, a first baseman, ends up doing pretty well, you know, puts up normal numbers that he could be projected to over the past couple of years, then the, the middle of the order gets a little deeper. Grishuk being healthy, Profar, you know, where do you put him? In the outfield, in the infield? Charlie Blackman, who was on the last year of his long-term contract, you know, he's been very a stable force over uh, the past several years. But I'm having a hard time jumping on the bandwagon saying I like this Colorado Rockies team. I'm trying to think off the top of my head things that would have to happen for me to believe that the Rockies are going to be better than what I project them right now because they're a 100-loss team. They're a team that's going to be fighting for the top draft pick in the 2024 MLB draft. And I like Marquez. I like Freeman. I even like Austin Gomer. Ryan Feltner, who's had a couple of good seasons in the minor leagues. Maybe he gets a chance to, to be part of their rotation this year. Peter Lambert's been you know up and down between the minors and the majors for a couple different organizations. Jose Arrenia, who... I thought was going to be out of baseball a couple of years ago, was getting a chance to make some starts for the Rockies last season. He probably gets a chance to do that this year. One of the things that I think could be a strength, assuming that the Rockies are able to keep the ball in the ballpark, is their bullpen. Daniel Bard was solid last year, and for whatever reason, you know, I kind of think of, a, let's say, a Raphael Betancourt, you know, random major league relievers that ended up being able to succeed in Colorado. You know, Wade Davis was unable to do it. There's a lot of other closers that have gotten jobs with the Colorado Rockies, and for whatever reasons, their careers went in the shitter. But Daniel Bard's coming off a really good season last year, one of the best stories in all of baseball. He gets to headline a bullpen. It also has Pierce Johnson, who was with the San Diego Padres last year. Brent Suter, who has had a couple really good seasons for the Milwaukee Brewers. Dinaldson LeMay, who has... Was at one point was considered one of the top prospects in the San Diego Padres organization. So I think they're gonna ha- they have some depth in the bullpen. The problem is gonna be if their starters are getting knocked out in the second or third inning, and their relievers, in order to try to keep games close, you're gonna have to go to these guys game after game after game. It's kind of like that whole postseason type of thing. You, know, you go to the well enough times with the same relievers. The other teams are going to get used to you, especially division rivals. So I don't know if that bodes well. They're going to need to get some depth early on in the season from their starting pitchers. Now, you know, if you look at the whole perspective of this team, um, I don't have an issue with this being a rebuilding year. I don't have an issue with the Rockies trying to take a look at as many different players as it can. You know, Mike Mostakis is in on a minor league deal, having a great spring. You know, why doesn't he go? You know, play, I don't know, any one of a number of positions that are available on an everyday basis. Maybe, you know, you catch a little lightning in the bottle. Um, at some point, you're going to have to try to look into your minor league system and see what players are going to be part of the future. Tovar, I think you go out there, you play him 150 games at shortstop, and then you really, you know, listen, you don't have to make the final decision on what you think he is, but 
you know, per, perhaps if, if he, you see the best out of him and you get a little help from a couple other guys, maybe the Rockies can be a little competitive. Um, in regards to their prospects, Tovar obviously is their number one prospect. Zach Veen, an outfielder they took in the 2020 draft, number nine overall. Um, it's probably maybe a year or two away. Maybe you see a couple at-bats this year. Um, Adil Amador was a shortstop uh, last year in the minors. Hit 292 with 860 OPS, 15 home runs, 26 stolen bases. Uh, could be part of a, you know maybe a double play tandem if you want to play him a little bit at second base with Tovar at, at shortstop. Brendan Rodgers, like I said, being out for a year kind of gives you know somebody like an Amador uh, an opportunity to play. I mean, he is 19 years old, going to be 20. Maybe that could work out for the Rockies. Benny Montgomery was a 2021 first-round draft pick, number eight overall. Um, he's got a little promise. And then a guy that they saw a little bit last year, Michael Taglia, is a first baseman, hit 30 home runs in 2022, 21 home runs in 2021. Maybe it's a good chance to take a look at, at these uh, younger players as this probably does look like a rebuilding season. The Rockies, I predict they're going to finish with a 61 and 101 record, which I think will be the second worst in all of Major League Baseball. Hopefully, you know, for, if you're a Rockies fan, maybe they could prove me wrong. If you followed any of the other 30 to 1 MLB countdown previews I've done this year, you can check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and obviously videos on YouTube. Stay tuned for the next 30 to 1 MLB countdown previews brought to you by JohnPielli.com. I'm John Pielli. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.